Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. The next subject we are going to study is the mystery of impartation. The mystery of impartation. Hallelujah. Now, the ministry has two parts. The part you learn to do right and then number two the part which for which you must receive an impartation hallelujah did you get that i said the ministry has two sides two parts one part excuse me one part you have to learn how to do it and the other part or side you have to receive an impartation. If you do not receive an impartation and you just learn the mechanics of the work, how to talk, how to preach, how to visit, how to counsel, you will not be any more different than a school teacher. What? Listen. PVCI, prayer, visitation counseling interaction let us take each one one by one let's start with visitation do you know that there are people in the secular world who do visitation doctors do home visits nurses do visits psychologists do visits psychiatrists do visits social workers do visits uh, Ministry of Social Welfare, they do home visits. Uh, public health nurses do home visits. Right? So, visitation is not on its own a spiritual thing. Visitation is like money, it's neutral. Political activists do visitation. They come to your house to ask you to uh, vote for them. Before the election, I had people seeing me, asking me for their support asking me to invite certain people to my church so that they would be seen with the church and so on. And I said, I'm sorry, I cannot do that. So people do visitation. Visitation is a neutral thing. But it, it's an art you can learn. Number, the other one is teaching, counseling. Counselors, there are people who are counselors. Psychologists counsel doctors counsel nurses counsel social workers counsel ministry of social welfare they offer counseling services right even friends can counsel you so counseling is something that is done by people teaching or preaching let me tell you there are a whole lot of people who are good speakers they speak well and are paid very highly for their good speeches motivational speeches there are people who give speeches and are paid ten thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars for their motivational speeches on leadership president clinton when he finished his office he was speaking at different places hundred thousand dollars per one speaking engagement would you like to be president clinton <laughs> to earn one hundred thousand dollars for speaking once for one hour in a university but you got to go through two elections and Monica Lewinsky before you'll be paid $100,000 <laughs> for one for one hour it's not easy hallelujah are you listening to me are you there you've decided to go back home so speaking per se is not a spiritual thing Farrakhan is a very good speaker he's somebody who can speak and you listen to what he's saying you wonder what he's saying our ex-president, former president, 
is was a good speaker we were all interested in understanding what he was trying to say even sometimes when it wasn't clear we were trying to listen to see what he was saying because there are times he would speak and we wouldn't really we're trying to get put two and two together but all in all he was a good speaker he was a far more interesting speaker than some of the people we have today when he stood up to speak you would be expecting you don't, you don't know what he's going to what what he's going to say <laughs> but you all you knew is that it was going to be something real you get what i'm saying you, you knew that he wouldn't he wouldn't come up with some prepared speech and say and you know sometimes they will prepare the speech for him and then he'll just put the speech aside and then he'll start talking you get it and he'll speak and it was interesting i mean everybody wanted to hear what especially when you put the speech aside what he's going to say is that not so 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 speaking per se is not necessarily a, a spiritual thing it's something that is done can be done you get what i'm saying and and so the fact that you are doing counseling or visitation or you are speaking or teaching or counseling or, or you are interacting with people does not mean that you are doing a spiritual thing this is what i'm trying to point out to you amen so you could be a motivational speaker you could be a counselor you could be a social worker and so what is the thing that is going to change your thing that you are doing and make it a spiritual thing what is going to differentiate you from a lecturer at the university because there are people who have listened to me preaching over and over again when they went to university to do mba they came back and said bishop what you've been teaching us when we have pastors meetings and leaders meetings that is what we are teaching us at mba in the university and i said yeah if I call mine NBA and I call my basement university, you will believe that what I'm saying is important. But just because it's just us, you don't believe. But it's the same thing. But what makes, our, what makes it a spiritual thing? What differentiates me from a lecturer? Because what I'm preaching may be similar to th- similar things they're teaching at. One time they were teaching them MBA. MBA they were talking about uh, corporations and uh, industries and uh, organizations and then they used our church as an example the lecturer said what church in Accra in Ghana has used this principle of certain things which they mentioned and they put up as a lighthouse a very good lighthouse chapel international it's an example of a church which has used certain principles and certain things to make their church work the, the, the MBA they use as an example so these are not things that I, I have not done MBA. I don't have any plans of doing MBA at all. You get what I'm saying? But there are things that we do that they, that they teach in the MBA. You get what I'm saying? So what differentiates me from a lecturer? What differentiates me from a school teacher? What differentiates me from a social, work, social worker? Something. I said something. Everybody say, I want the something that differentiates me. How many want the something that will differentiate you? Hallelujah. That's something, you get it, is what we call the anointing. I say it's what we call the anointing. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, it's not by power, it's not by might, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Everybody turn to Zechariah chapter 4 and underline verse number 6. Zechariah chapter 4 verse number 6. Underline it. It is not by power, it is not by might, it is by my spirit says the lord so when you have an impartation i said an impartation of the anointing you will be transformed you will not be a school teacher anymore but you'll be an anointed it's not about to be a school teacher but in the church we don't need school teachers we need pastors shepherds anointed people amen have you found zachariah it's just after Matthew, Matthew, Zachariah, Luke, John. Hmm? Is it there? Have you underlined it? What does it say? Let's read the second part of the verse. What does it say? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So, my brother, you see what I'm doing? 
there needs to be a spiritual component. Otherwise, it's just like a social worker. I'm just like a school teacher. You see, and many people, we can appoint you in church to be a shepherd, but if you have not received an impartation from God and by God, you will not be really a shepherd. You will be doing things that other social workers do. And you need to get that impartation. I said you need that impartation. I said you need that. How many believe that God can impart something to you? And that's why I want to teach you about the mystery of impartation. When the Bible says it's not by power, what does it mean? What are the powers that are at work? The might, the human strength, human things. Number one, let me give you about 10 or 20 mights and powers that you don't have to work by from today. Amen. Number one, the power of age. Age. You see, when you are young, when you are old or older, you are deemed to be more capable of certain positions. Is that not so? To be a president of Ghana, I cannot be the president of Ghana because I'm not yet 40. You've got to be 40 years old before you are the president. Ajam, I think you can be president. Is that not so? He's overqualified. Now, why do they give you 40 years? Because they assume that by the age of 40, there are certain things you would have gone through. You would have seen. You would have survived. You would have experienced. But you see, what God wants you to understand that it's not by age. When we come to the church, I'm not the oldest person here. There are people who can be my mothers and my father. Look at the Auntie Eugenia here, Virginia here. She's 82 years old or so. Huh? She was born in 1920, what? Or 1919. That's after the First World War she was born. I'm not the oldest pastor in the church. No. Because it's not by the power of your age. So even if you are not so old, don't let it intimidate. That's why Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, don't let anyone despise thy youth. Because people like despising young people. And they like despising short people too. So the second form of power is height. When you are tall, they feel you are anointed. You must be a great man of God. That's how they chose Saul and David's brothers. But you have some very anointed short people. When you are very short and you are laying hands, you have to lay up, not on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number three, not by the power of your sex or your gender, whether you are male or female. Somebody said, if it's a man, then he can be anointed. God can use him. No, God uses women. Women are... I, have more, I think I have more anointed women than men. Amen. And when the women are doing the work of God, they do it very well. Amen. 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 Women are more easy to catch their anointing. If you are laying hands on people, lay hands on the women first. <laughs> Amen. Women catch their anointing quicker. Men are more difficult to receive. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? Even she didn't mention her name. They never said her name was Rosina or Rosanna. They just, they just said the woman with that. And even the problem is sort of a bit personal. But they publicized the whole problem. The woman who is bleeding. A bleeding woman. But she could feel anointing when it was coming by. She said, I feel. I feel it. I feel that I'm healed. How do you feel that when you are bleeding? How do you feel that you are healed? But she could feel it by the pastors, Peter and all those guys. They said, how, how can you say somebody's being healed when a lot of people are moving around? Jesus said, shut up. Somebody's being healed. Who has been healed? Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. And the woman lifted up her hand and said, come. So what happened to you? Should I have been bleeding, but I felt something passing through me. I believe that I'm healed. And Jesus said, daughter, daughter, your faith 
Tonight somebody is being healed. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, women, if you are a woman here, you are specially placed to receive anointing. That's what I believe. That's what I, I believe that women are specially positioned to receive anointing. It takes longer for the men to receive. Even for them to see. I say it takes longer for, but when they see, it's very good. But it takes long for them to see. But when they see, it works. Abigail saw long before her husband Nabal. She told David, I know you are going to be the king. I've heard you've been anointed. I know you will be the king. Nabal's, Nabal, he said there are many rebels in town. So this David, I cannot listen to him. But Abigail saw him as a future king. Far before her husband. So women, allow yourself to flow with the spiritual things that you are seeing and hearing and feeling. And influence your husband positively. Don't only influence him for things of money and things of quarrels. But influence him for spiritual things. Tell him you've not prayed. Not just you've not eaten, you've not prayed. Not just your, your, your clothes are not ironed, but you, you pray, pray. There's no prayer. You are your spiritual dry. Quarrel about prayer. I said quarrel about prayer. Not just quarrel about food and money and useless issues. Frivolous and vexatious issues. Abigail's must encourage Nabal's. Who went to church? Easter Sunday morning. All the pastors were sleeping. Everybody, only the women went. Resurrection Sunday morning. Only the women. All the men were sleeping. <laughs> Jesus was rising from the dead. They were sleeping. <laughs> you should have seen Peter. His mouth was open. Saliva was coming out. Mary Magdalene, they said she was fornicator. She was this, she was this, she was that. She was there live. Ringside. She had a seat at the front. John and Adam, James and <laughs> but they, the women you are the next woman to be anointed by the Lord I said you are the next woman to be anointed by the Lord you will be surprised, I tell you women, if you allow God to use you in this church, you'll be surprised at where you will go and where you will rise to in the, in the house of the Lord life is more than having children Life is more than breastfeeding. Life is more than quarreling over frivolous and vexatious issues. Rise up into the things that God has called you for. Be an Abigail in your day. Be a woman, a daughter. Jesus said, daughter. (laughs) Your faith has made you whole. He said to another, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. So, don't let the fact that you are a woman minister to your mind. Me, I'm just a woman, so I have to uh, this thing be humble in the church. No, rise up, because some of you, although you are female in your flesh, you are a man in your spirit. <laughs> Yehovah. <laughs> I say, although you are a woman in your body, in your spirit, you are a man. Because you see, in Christ, that is in the spirit, there is neither male nor female. So the fact that you have female bodies in the spirit, you don't have breasts. Oh, yeah. In the spirit, you don't have perm hair. In the spirit, you can't give birth more than men. We are all giving birth spiritually. Because there's neither male nor female. It's one sex, unisex. So don't allow your physical container. I say your physical container. One person in our church, she told me it was in the afternoon. She died. She died. She must have died. She said she was lying on the bed. Her spirit came out of her body. And she was... She went up to the top of the ceiling and she looked down and her body was lying on the, on the bed, lying there. And she was out of her body and she saw her body. And then she said she came back 
and she went entered her body through her mouth she came back your body is container that's all that's all change do you know change it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a change it's a it's a it's a it's just a thing it's so malleable so fragile you and i can die in a moment people eat whilst they're eating they choke and they die that's how that's how fragile you are so don't let the container the infirmities of your body don't let it keep you down so it's not by power or by might it's not by the power of your sex that i'm a man or i'm a woman even of your health the next type of form of power is health don't think that health means that you are anointed even if you are not well you can be used by god oh yes i said even if you are not well god can use you god uses a lot of sick people one of the confusing facts of the healing revivals was that the pastors themselves were not well and people were being healed through them and they were watching people being healed of things that they were suffering from Catherine Kuhlman, the greatest anointed healer that I know about, she was suffering from left ventricular failure, secondary to mitral incompetence. Yeah. Mitral valve incompetence. Her heart was spot. She, she, she was on call. Before she goes for service, so many, so much medication. She stood there, she stood on the feet for six hours, seven hours, ministry. And people were being healed. People were being healed. Cancers, tumors, what have you, were being healed. So the fact that you are well or you are not well looks like you are, people who don't have children can minister to One pastor, he's called Lamazio. He said he, God had, he couldn't have a child. For many years he was married until they decided that they were, they were not going to have a child. And one day he went to a church and the Lord told him, call for all those who cannot have children. He said, Lord, what, is, what are you trying to do to embarrass me more? So he called them. He said about 10 of them or so people came forward who could not have children. He prayed for all of them. He said, within nine months, I think almost all of them were testimonies. I got a baby. I got a baby. He still didn't have a baby. Yeah. Because you, are not, you don't have babies in your hand when you are laying hands. You are just laying hands and hoping that God's power will touch you. And you are supposed to believe that when the hands are laid on you, that it means that God's power will come to you. Not man's power, God's power. The next type of power you should not rely on is riches, money. You can have money, but if you don't have anointing, it's still not going to work. Is that not so? Yeah. So don't think that if you've got money, it's going. some people think, oh, lighthouse, you've got money. No. Is the grace of God. I said, it's the grace of God. Amen. Amen. The next, your tribe. Some people think that Ashantis are anointed. Others do think that Ewes are anointed. But I can show you in our city, there are Ashantis who are pastors, Gans who are pastors, Ewes who are pastors, and all the churches are working. The next type of, what do you call it, is your country. You don't have to think that it is your country. If I am from Ghana, then I cannot have anointing like Benihin because Benihin is from America. No. Your country does not limit what God can do. It's not by might. It's not by the power of being an American. The Shah of Iran, he said to President Bush, you are suffering from, uh, uh, what did he say? A power drunkenness. For you to say that uh, either you are on the side of America fighting terrorism or you are against us. He said you are suffering from power drunkenness or something. To talk like that. It's like America is not the only country in the world. Blah, 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 blah. The Arabs, you know, they can really face America. If you are not an American, it doesn't mean God cannot use you. A man wrote to me from the Philippines. He said to me, I am so blessed by your books. A problem we have in the Philippines is that people only like to receive from white men. If you are not a white man, they don't want to receive the word of God from you. But it's not only white people who have the word. In fact, black people have more word than white people. How many do you have? Number one is what? The power. I'm showing you human power. The next 
is by the power of being pleasant and nice. The fact that you are nice does not mean you are anointed. Niceness is not the same as anointing. You may be a nice person, my brother, smiling at everybody, friendly. Friendliness is not the same as anointing. I said friendliness is not the same as anointing. Amen. Amen, yo. The next one is color. Black or white, red or green, God can use. Look at me, a half cast. I'm preaching. People who never have thought a half cast could preach. Is that not so? How many half cast do you know who are preaching? Not many. Is that not so, Angie? We are few in the church. Is that not so? Not many people have cast. But look at me. I'm doing my best as a half cast. People look down on me because they say half casts are bad. This and that and that. Bilal, is that not so? Yeah. But here we are in the house of the Lord. Preaching. Doing. And look, the church is growing. Amen. So it's not by the power of your color or your money or your sex or your race or your age. The next one, it's not by the power of your education. Someone said, I'm not educated. I'm not educated. Can I show you people who are educated? I am educated, I'm in the ministry, but it's unusual. People are more uneducated than educated in the ministry. So even if you are not educated, God can use you. The pastors in Ghana mostly are not educated. If you take Bishop Duncan Williams, his education ended at class three. If you take Dr. Otabel, he has to O-level. And their grades very bad. He has mentioned his grade before. Very, very, very poor. Very, very, very poor grades. Reverend Taki, a boy of Victory Church. I don't know how far he went. Most of the people. But they are just... In. So, but you find out that people who are educated, God... Wisdom, the He is an accountant. And he's being used by God. He's building a church. When you get to first light, you see a church building with green roofing sheets. That is Grace, um, Grace Chapel. Building a nice big church building there. He's educated and he's being used by God. And there are others who are not educated. Hmm? These prophets, most of them, they can't even speak English. Share me, share me, why? Share me off, off air, why? hallelujah so I am telling you that nothing can stop you from being used by God the next one quietness some people feel that when you are quiet you can't be used is that also if the person looks cool it's like he doesn't look fiery like the type who is used by God Quietness or loudness does not mean that you'll be used by God or you'll not be used by God. Quietness or being loud. My pastors, many of them are very quiet. If you take somebody like me, I'm very quiet. Do you think I'm quiet? Oko, you are laughing. You don't think I'm quiet? I don't look quiet, you see. I seem to have a lot to say. (laughs) You can ask my wife. I'm very quiet. I don't look quiet, you see. I mean, like, am I quiet? <laughs> you don't think about that. Amen. Pastor Kakra, he's very quiet. Go and see the big church is building Kumasi. Pastor Hamish, very quiet in Takradi. Cool. Go and see the church is doing in Takradi. People are, Pastor Richard, very quiet. Many pastors, you see them talking on stage, but off stage, they don't talk much. So quiet, having a quiet nature, quiet disposition doesn't mean you can't be used by God. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by what? Now, tonight, we are getting to the end. We are getting to the end. This is the path. You, you, this, the, I've gone all this way so that those who are not supposed to receive it can be asleep. So that those who are to get it are those who will be around. How many are included in those who are to get the mystery of impartation? 
How many want to have an impartation of something? I want you to have it. Otherwise, you see, you'll be preaching and it's so dry, so dead. You'll be visiting and it's so dead and so dull. But when you are anointed, one visit will stabilize a person for the rest of his life. When you are anointed, you shake hands with somebody and the person will be blessed. One time I met a brother and I put my hand on his shoulder and he said to me after brother, pastor, bishop, thank you for the fact you put your hand on my shoulder. I'm, I'm so blessed. But if you are a school teacher and you put your hand on somebody's shoulder, they may not think. They may think you are coming to beat them. You are the next person to receive an impartation in Jesus' name. You need an impartation in your life. Now, steps to be receiving an impartation step number one desire desire if any man desire he shall have it now notice the bible says in first corinthians chapter 12 he says desire spiritual gifts desire them desire spiritual impartations in other words you must desire it. I am not saying you must admire it from afar or sympathize with it. Yesterday I told you that I have a desire to be a pilot. Is that not so? Do you think I really have a strong desire for that? No, isn't it? Yeah. But I have a desire for God, for his grace, for his love, for his anointing, for his presence. I want to see Jesus. Sometimes when I pray like that, I wonder whether, I, sometimes I pray that God should not misinterpret that I want to die. Because sometimes when you, if you pray like that, I say, no, I want to be with you. He may interpret it that you are trying to come. But I want to be with him. I just want to be where you are, dwelling daily in your presence. I don't want to worship. I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you are. I want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Feasting at your table. Surrounded. Surrounded by your glory. In your prayer, that's where I always want to be. I just want to be. I just want to be with you. I want to be where you are. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I want to be where you are. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So the first step is to have a desire. A desire. If you do not have a desire, a desire, you will never, 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 never be anointed and when i say desire i'm talking about strong desire rick joiner he says i have he says i have prayed for years and years to see jesus to have visions to have encounters with god he said i pray to see angels he has had that desire it's not just something that comes to people. It comes to people who have a strong desire for it. Because it's a very precious thing. Sometimes when you want to give something precious to somebody, you know people don't know the value of things. How many know that people don't know the value of things? Sometimes you give something to somebody, the person says, Oh, yeah, thank you. One day I gave a present to somebody. And then they just put it aside. It was my own little sister. When I was going, I, said, I told them the price of the thing that was lying there in the box. When I told them the price, they said, oh, 
They said, whoa. Then they went to look at it again. Sometimes you give somebody something, he doesn't even know what it costs. Many years ago, I had a car. I wanted to give it to somebody. But I knew I could give it to somebody, and the person said, oh, but this car, this old car, it's a problem. I'm rather going to spend a lot of money repairing the car, and so on. You have given me a problem. I have to do so many body works, so many problems. I have so many overhauling. So I, 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 since you gave me the car, I've been broke, you know. So I decided to be very careful as to who I gave the car to. Are you listening to me? God gives impartations to the desirous. If any man desire, if any man desire, so we pastors, we are supposed to look for people who have a desire and interest. You can see some people, their interest and desire is not in the ministry at all. It's for money. Don't think you will ever be anointed. Your desire is what you will have. What you desire is attracted to you. I said, what you desire is attracted to you. It comes. It comes. Strong desire. Strong desire. Strong desire. Strong. Desire spirituals. Desire spirituals. Those who... Look, I have a strong desire. And that is why I feed my desire. I desired healing. And healing. And healing. I began to see healing. I desired to teach. I used to tell my wife when I was in a relationship that I was going to teach the word. I told her that I could imagine myself sitting on a mountain, people coming to me, and I'll be teaching the word. These were my dreams. This is my desire. I used to watch videos of Fred Price preaching and teaching in his church, and I imagined that I'll also be preaching and teaching like that one day. And preaching and teaching. I watched Jimmy Swagger doing altar calls and imagine myself doing altar calls and people coming. I remember one time I was standing in UST, the Great Hall, and I did an altar call and people were coming. Uh, the whole Great Hall was full. And I said, Look at them coming. I preached that day. I said, Who is on the Lord's side? Come on now. <laughs> but you see, these are things I've desired. They are not things I've just looked at and said it's nice. But there are things I've desired with all my heart and with all my life. What do you desire? What do you desire? What you desire is what is going to come. I desire to be anointed. I desire to have a mega church. I desire to have a bigger church. I desire to minister to... I desire that by the time I lie down in my grave to rest, I would have done his will. What was my portion to do? And that when I see him, he will stretch out his hand to me and say, Well done. Well done. Come. That's what I want to hear. That's my whole life goal is for that one word that I'll hear my master say to me one day. Well done. Not that I establish 10 churches or 10 hundred churches, but he will say to me, Well done. That if Jesus is to say well done, then many, 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 many elections. Before today, he's the president. Relentless pursuits. I said relentless pursuits. So the second key is relentless pursuit. Relentless pursuit. Relentless pursuit. Amen. The third key is relentless. R E L E N T L E S S. Relentless. Relentless, no, and Utrecht won't give it up. Uh-huh, won't give it up. Relentless. Pursuit. Then, key number three. Key number one is what? Desire. Desire. Key number two. Relentless pursuit. Key number three. Get to the source. Of the anointing the source of the anointing you see Osama bin Laden is a wanted man because they claim that he is the source of the whole problem they are looking for the source so you must get the source of the anointing 
And the source of the anointing is God. Amen. Amen. I said the source of the anointing is God. And God is his word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was. The word was. The word was. God is his word. His word is God. Okay, so if I say get to the source, let's go and get God. My sister, stand up, you. She's not sleeping, she's wide awake. Let's go to God now. Can you go to God? Where will you find him? Which way, left or right? Which way should we go? Get a drop-in. Call for a taxi right now. Can you get a trotter? Can anybody get a trotter to take us to God right now? Where is he? Right there, the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word, the word was God. God is his word. The word was with God, and the word was God. So when you are receiving the word, you are receiving the God. Brother, it's almost over. I said, when you are receiving the word, you are receiving the what? The God. Oh? So you, when you are getting to the source, you are getting to the word. That is why in this church, we teach you how to be anointed, how to receive an impartation by getting to the word. Amen. There are so many ways I can take this one. But I'm showing you that when you get the word, you get... You can pray, but you will not be anointed. You need to get the word. When God speaks to you, something happens. John chapter 6, verse 63. I'm going to give you three scriptures. When you come for your oral exam, this is one of the questions we'll ask you. Tell me three scriptures that show us that. When you hear the word or you listen to tapes, you can receive an impartation of anointing. Eh? I'm giving you the three scriptures. Number one, John chapter 6, verse 63. What did Jesus say? Huh? 10, 10, 10, 10 to John chapter 6. We have almost ended, so you have small energy, 10. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit that that does what? That does what? Now listen, quicken means come alive. So when the word is coming, you get it? When, let's say I am a pastor and I'm doing visitation or I'm doing prayer or I'm doing counseling or I'm doing teaching. What is it that is going to quicken those things and change them into something alive, something real? I'm talking. That's my talking. You get it? What is it that is going to quicken it or make it alive and powerful? What is it? What actually? The spirit. That's why you need the spirit. Otherwise, you just be a school teacher. Otherwise, you just be a lecturer. You just be a lecturer. You just be a philosopher, a social worker. But God wants to make you an able minister of the word of God. Hallelujah. And so he says that it is the spirit that quickeneth. That is why you need to have an impartation. And I see you receiving an impartation of the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words. Everybody underline, circle that one. The words. The words. The words. That I speak. That I do what? That I do what? That I speak. As I speak the words I speak, they are spirit or anointing and life. You receive an impartation of spirit and life when you receive the words that Jesus speaks. As the word comes, real word, <laughs> that, is why, that is why people keep coming to church. If it was just philosophical 
teaching on BK, nobody will come to church. You would not be sitting here at getting to 2 a.m. You would not be sitting here at 2 a.m. in the night. If I'm giving you a BK lesson, BK, goodness gracious, BK, religious studies, Bible knowledge. You will not be here. You will be fast asleep. If, can you imagine if a BK teacher, you know what, tomorrow I'll bring a BK teacher here to come and t- I'll tell him that we want to, I won't tell him what we are doing, I'll tell him that we are going, we are doing comparison between first and second Samuel. So he should come and give us a lecture for one hour. You will see fire here, pepper. By the time he finishes, the whole place will go. <laughs> because it is the what that quickeneth. The spirit. And the BK teacher, he may even be demon possessed. He may be possessed. Dry and dead. So it is the spirit. And when you receive the words, the words are spirit life spirit so when i put on my tapes and the preaching is coming the words is coming spirit that is anointing what is anointing the anointing is the spirit how do i know anointing is spirit anointing is the same as spirit the same as impartation i know that anointing is spirit because jesus said or acts 10 38 says how god anointed jesus christ with the holy ghost that's the holy spirit and power so the anointing that is poured on you is the holy ghost so anointing is the same as the spirit are you with me did you lose me there okay so when i'm listening to tape what is coming spirit and life 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 something comes to you spirit life spirit life spirit that's why i'm always listening to tapes i'm blessed as i soak in tapes it's not enough to just come to church and have one or two that's what ordinary church members are but people who are going to be shepherds or pastors you got to go far higher than that you got to go higher and go for more of the word spirit and life ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2 when you come for the exam these are the questions i'm giving you a tip my brother Peter, do you have the books we gave yesterday? Where is Peter? Do you have the rest of the Kaji anointing? Very good. You got the li- list of people? Okay, get it, get it ready. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2. Somebody should read it for us. The, the, the what? And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. And the Spirit did what? Did he receive an impartation? Did he receive an impartation? He received an impartation because the spirit entered into him when the spirit enters into you receive an impartation and when did the spirit enter into him when when he was in the toilet when he was eating fufu and rice when he was sleeping when he was doing what when he spake when he did what when he spake so sometimes preaching is going on and as the speaking is going on, you see. Uh, my little book that I gave you yesterday, Catch the Anointing. You read, there's a chapter called Six Giants Catch the Anointing. You read it. You'll see how everybody who is anointed in the great man of God is, has had an experience like that. An impartation. One way or the other. One way or the other. You cannot be doing well in the ministry unless you have received an impartation. You are the next person to receive an impartation. <laughs> And then in Acts chapter 10, verse 44. That one, Peter went for a crusade and he was preaching. You can catch his sermon from around verse 41. Not to all the people, but unto the witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. This one, he's just preaching, 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 preaching. Have you got it? Are you with me? Are you with me? Verse 43. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. This was Peter's preaching. Are you with me? Then notice verse 44. 
circle it never forget it in your whole life wow peter wow wow everybody shout wow, wow. what does wow mean what does wow mean in the course of the preaching okay so wow peter yet what does yet mean still still wow or in the course of peter still speaking these words or preaching these words what happened the holy ghost fell on all of them which were sleeping <laughs> on all of them which were resting which were at home which did what had the word once you are hearing anointing is coming i say once you are hearing anointing is coming in your life you are the next person to receive an impartation of anointing you are the next person that god is going to use when they are looking for anointed pastors and shepherds they will come and find you in jesus name everything that prevents you from being an anointed shepherd or pastor is cancelled and aborted tonight in jesus name many of you are going to discover you'll be looking for 10 members but you'll find a hundred members some of you think you'll find only 100 members but you are going to discover 1000 members you are going to have more than you can carry i said you are going to have more of an impartation than you can carry the anointing will be heavy upon your life it will be heavy upon your spirit it will be heavy upon your life god will give you a heavy anointing to do a great work those who thought that the anointing will come later you will discover that it has come already in jesus name all later are being brought forward to now because you are needed now i said you are needed now listening to the word of god is the greatest blessing that is why satan found some people to sleep at crucial times it's amazing you can sleep anywhere even standing you can sleep walking you can sleep sitting you can sleep your eyes can be open but you are gone amen God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.